Welcome everybody. We're so glad you're here. Raise your hand if you were not here yesterday. Okay, we have a few newbies. Okay, we're so glad y'all are here. I know one of you is just here because you know me. We appreciate those two. Um, so, we're going to give you a really brief kind of overview of what we're discussing because we talked for a full hour and didn't even give people a chance to ask questions yesterday, which <laughs> that's the other thing I want you to know because we've had several people coming to us saying, tell me more, I want to know about this, what about this. We're going to leave a good solid 20 minutes for questions at the end because I don't want you to walk away going, and I'm not sure I totally grasped this. Um, but I'm going to play a video for those of you who weren't here just to kind of give you a quick overview. And then I also want you to know if you have <coughs> more questions after class, we are completely available if you want to come and have a let us give you the, the private lesson. So, yes. Oh, we're supposed to introduce ourselves because they're video, they're recording <laughs> us. I'm Wendy Humphreys, and I am the children's minister at Golf Course Road Church of Christ in Midland, Texas. I'm Carrie Gocher, and I just have children in the children's <laughs> ministry at Golf Course Road. And I help, I do some music things to help with the children. A lot of I'm Marion Parker, and I'm the children's minister at Fourth Avenue Church in Franklin, Tennessee. Okay, so we're going to get rolling because we have a lot of ground to cover. Um, so I'm going to start with this video, and this is a video that we made at Golf Course Road to introduce our church family to what we were going to do when we when we kick this off. So this will give you a quick um, a quick view of our children's curriculum. Oh no, that didn't work. Last year, we looked at children's ministry with a critical eye, and we realized we needed to make a change in our elementary program. The purchased curriculum we were using was dictating our vision instead of having a vision that dictates our curriculum. Obviously, our vision for children's ministry should be the same as the vision of GCR, love God, love people, and change the world. We want to create world changers by teaching our kids how to love God and love people. But what's the best way to do that? Everybody from children to adults connects with God's love in different ways. A great way to visualize this is with four quadrants and the verse, Love God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength. Some people like to experience God through worship and fellowship. Others connect with God most naturally through contemplation and solitude. Still, others are bent towards loving God through knowledge and memorization. Finally, others feel closest to God when they're serving and being God's hands and feet. All are equally important, and we want to build a children's ministry that offers a variety of opportunities so that our children learn to love God with all of their heart, soul, mind, and strength. Now that we had a defined vision, we researched curriculum and made several trips to other churches. We discovered a unique approach to learning using the rotation model. Although it requires some tailoring to make it fit our vision, we know this is the direction that God is leading. We are in the process of writing a curriculum that will span the Old and New Testament in four years. Here's how it works. Each month is a different unit, such as creation or Abraham. There will be four rooms on Sunday morning, science, drama, art, and history. The children will rotate through one room a week and learn a different part of the story in each room. Then they will do an activity to reinforce that story fitting to the room, such as an experiment in the science room. There will be two rooms for Wednesday night, games and service. We will also be incorporating worship, prayer, and other spiritual disciplines. Both Sunday and Wednesday night classes will be unique and equally important. We began dreaming of what these spaces would look like, but we had a problem. You don't care about that. Um, okay, so yesterday, those of you who weren't here, we went through a good many of these rooms. We talked about the art room, the Theater. drama room, the um, museum room, and the game room. Um, three of those rooms are Sunday morning rooms for me. Mary and all of her rotating rooms, six, she has six, are all Sunday morning. I have four on Sunday morning and then four that we rotate through on Wednesday night. So Wednesday night is very critical to the program. Um, the next room we're going to discuss is our, we call it our World Changers Central. Marion calls it her cafe. Mm -hmm. Cafe? Uh, Loaves and Fishes Cafe. Loaves and Fishes Cafe. So this is where, of that quadrant, you'll remember, this is the hands. This is the, the kids who are going to connect with God through doing. So this room is all about doing. We are doing service projects every month, 
Um, at, at Golf Course Row, we have a children's offering every Sunday. The kids take up, collect money, and it's kind of crazy. They just kind of grab it from the adults and bring it up front. It's kind of crazy. But it goes to different ministries. So typically, I try to tie in what we're doing with our children's offering to this service project that the kids are doing. So it's it might be something we're going to do and send overseas. We might collect something for got uh, men and women in service um we've written letters to people in prison um which is i use so what you'll see that's our international map wall that we just blew up and painted on the wall then we painted a map of midland of our city and so a lot of times we're doing projects we're sending service projects overseas but we're also doing things locally um some of the things that are on there are like we built bird houses for habitat for humanity and so habitat a lot of these people will send us thank you notes so anytime we get a thank you note, I post them on the board. We pick, put them on the wall. Um, one was for the International Rescue Mission. Can't even remember what all we did for them. Um, but we've made flowers for shut-ins and taken and delivered tissue paper flowers. And we've, honestly, um, but this letter up here that you see that hand down in the left corner, that was a guy who wrote to GCR randomly. This was just the weirdest thing. I don't know, we still aren't sure, probably the Holy Spirit got his address, our address to, them, to him, but we started writing to him, and I decided, I'm going to have the kids write, a let, write letters to him, and the kids wrote the sweetest things, and he wrote back this long letter to them, and he was in prison for murder, <laughs> so it opened a whole great conversation about God and forgiveness, and, and this guy just wrote, I wish I could read that to you, it was just an amazing thing. Um, so, just to show you, for this month, our resurrection month, this we're kind of what I'm walking through with you is the resurrection lesson set. We were talking about Peter and what Jesus said to Peter about feed my sheep, and we kind of took that into the realm of we're going to gather food because we have a benevolence ministry. And so the kids took those home with a list of food that we needed and tied that into the feed my sheep piece of that piece of the resurrection story. So always a service project, and it's amazing. A service project always fits. You can always yes. figure out, like, oh yeah, that'd be great. So anyway, so Mary, oh, here's another couple. Oh, another thing. So not always serving overseas or in our community, sometimes serving by washing each other's feet. So when we studied Jesus washing the um, apostles' feet, they washed each other's feet, which is really, really a fun experience. And all kinds of things. Like it's that. really fun to hear what the kids have to say about that experience when they're done with it. That was really cool. Um, so this is my cafe. It is a shared space for on our end. And so I kind of wanted to just show you what all we did for decorating. And um, it's one of our larger classrooms, and we do use it very regularly. The church uses it to eat in there. Um, and so we did um, just some cafe-style uh, table and chairs that are interchangeable. You can move them and configure them in different ways to make it work for whatever you're doing in that space. Um, and so right now, she mentioned that what um, curriculum set she's in, and I'm in the Old Testament. We're doing early Moses. And so if you want to, yeah. Um, so you can't really tell, but what the kids are doing right now, they're doing um, baby um, blessing books and adoption baskets. So we're talking about early Moses, baby, baby Moses. We have an adoption agency that's close in town. It's called Agape Agent, uh, Adoption Agency. And so they, we gathered all of these items, they put them together, we watch and we talk about agape love and what that means, they put those together, and then they actually write out scriptures and they illustrate them, and then once all of the classes have gone through, then I take them and I make a little spiral-bound book, and this is from the, the first time that we did it, we're in the second rotation through it. You guys can look through here. They are precious, and so we put one of these inside each of those baskets so the baskets aren't done yet um we just want to we take pictures as we go along we'll put those in there we'll wrap them all up make them pretty and then those are given out to the families that are going to be adopting a new child so it's really sweet can we pass it around yeah you can pass that around though yeah we actually i know that's kind of, it sounds like we're exploiting children a little bit but <laughs> um we're not but like our kids did bird claws yes um, with our our logo, we ironed them on, and, and then we give those out at Baby Blessing. So it kind of gets our whole church family involved in, you know, and our littles looking forward to that day when they're, you know, at this point. Okay, so the this is, I don't, I'm not good at taking pictures of my um, classrooms because I'm teaching myself, um, but two classrooms that I've added, one that we added at the beginning, and we called it the Soul Room, and I have an amazing teacher who teaches in there, um, and we've just added this new room called the Connect Room because we, our numbers have gotten so big that 
we needed to spread the kids out a little more, so we so I'm writing another set of curriculum, which this is from our connect room, which I think I told y'all a little bit about it yesterday. Really wanting to talk and connect. Okay, so now you know this God. We've talked about who he is in the story about Abraham and Moses, and so they're getting a feel for who God is. So that's not all there is. Now, this God is your God, and you had the opportunity to connect with him. And so trying to start that conversation about spiritual disciplines, prayer, worship, words that we use with kids a lot of times and that they don't really, you know, the word worship. I, I mean, I even think after I've been teaching it to the kids, I'm like, hmm, we need this and all the adults need it as well because just exploring the thought of what it means to really worship and what it really means to be just so enthused over who God is that it just, it's just bubbling out of you all the time. That's what I want. That's what I want. But I also know our kids are going into worship, and this is a man, this is a, I'm preaching to myself. They go into worship and they see adults. And they've seen their mom and dad at a sporting event going crazy. So they're conflicted internally, like what, what? And so we're, we're trying to rethink it, re, reposition God on the throne and what it looks like to really just be overwhelmed by him in your life. And so a lot of great conversations. This was an amazing night. This Trisha Wall is one of our teachers. She's so so good. But we they laid on the floor. Literally just laid on the floor and she had them say things out loud they wanted to say to God. Like he was right there. They just all laid on the floor. It looked if parents had walked in they'd be like, "What is happening?" <laughs> but she and I just came in at the last minute and she said, "And when we finish, Miss Wendy will pray." And I was like, "Okay." Well, they started talking, and I just was sobbing. It was the most pure, holy moment that I can even, I've had in a long time. And so then she pointed to me, and I was like, <laughs> I was trying to get words out. And they were like, what's wrong with Miss Whitney? <laughs> you know, Miss Whitney cries all the time. But um, the soul room is a little different. Like, we'll take um, the stories we're studying, and like resurrection. For resurrection, what we did in the soul room, wait, it might have, that might have been, um, anyway, it was either resurrection or it might have been crucifixion. But we made a crown of thorns out of bread, um, and we stuck pretzels in it. And we, it was pre-baked, and we talked about how the crown of thorns became a crown of glory. So we pulled all the thorns out, and we put honey on it and sprinkled it with all these shiny sprinkles. And we talked. We also ate these, and this is crazy, the things I come across, and y'all probably know this is children's ministers. They're called wonder berries. Have you heard of these? <laughs> You eat them, and when you eat them, and they're natural, they're nothing weird, but when you eat it, if you eat a lemon right after eating a Wonderberry, it tastes like the sweetest orange. And we talked about, it was the coolest experience because we talked about how something so sour as the death of Jesus becomes something so amazing. So I'm always looking for ways to just make it so like, oh yeah. The crown of thorns, it becomes a crown of glory. Something sour turns to something sweet. So those are just examples. But these two rooms, to me, are really, really critical to taking the stories of the Bible and making them, pushing it into something relational and taking it and making it, letting the kids see a deeper meaning in the story. So, um, And because Marion has six rooms all on Sunday morning, and this is something we'll get into in our question and answer, this can be structured however you want. I have four on Sunday morning, four on Sunday night. That's what, or Wednesday night. We don't have Sunday morning, but that's what works for us. You could have three classes. You could have two. You could have more. You can slice it and dice it however it works for your church. So, um, we have one more room that we're going to talk about, and that is our science room, which is I love them all. It's so hard for me to know, but I do teach our science room, so I kind of have a little extra love for it. Um, oh man, what have we not done in science room? So this room in our resurrection lesson set was about the road to Emmaus, which is an amazingly deep and profound story. But we talked deeply about looking with the eyes of faith. What does it mean to have to live your life by faith and not by sight? Because the reason, you know, there's a good Mary Magdalene didn't recognize Jesus in the garden. These guys on the road to Emmaus didn't recognize Jesus. And the Bible says God blocked their vision. But sometimes we don't recognize things because we're not looking with eyes of faith. We're looking with human eyes. We're fleshly eyes. 
I want them to start getting that idea of what it means to walk by faith and not by sight. So we talked about that, and that led into you can't trust your eyes. So we had you'll see that pile of books on the table. Those are all um, what do you call it? Optical oh, illusions. We yeah, we <laughs> optical illusion books. And so we would look at an optical illusion and say, look, this looks like it's one thing, but it's really not. So you can't trust your eyes. You've got to. Sometimes your eyes will deceive you. And that's what was happening with Mary Magdalene and these, you know, Cleopas on the road to Emmaus. Um, we also talked about the different lenses we look through, whether it be a telescope. You wouldn't use a telescope to look at something microscopic. You, you know, so we just talked about how we see things and, and how that applied to the road to Emmaus. So that gives you an idea. But we have... You'll see, we have a video of things we've lit on fire. My husband's the executive <laughs> minister. He freaks out every time I light something on fire. One time we, um, <laughs> he's like, you're going to set off the sprinklers. Um, one of our most, uh, probably, well, one of the most favorite lessons we ever did, it was, we were talking about connecting to God, and we took a pickle. You can actually take a pickle, a dill pickle. You can split the wires on an extension cord and wrap them around nails and stick it in the pickle. I know this isn't saying, but you want to talk about some kids remembering a lesson. So, and that pickle will light up. When you plug that in, it lights up, and it is pretty amazing. So, you never know what you're going to get in that science room. We will just about do It's pretty, pretty amazing. Um, a few, I've got one other slide. Um, the blocks, we talked about the Ten Commandments and how the laws of God are solid whether you want to obey them or not. They're always going to be true. And we applied that to gravity. We applied it to Newton's first and third laws of motion. And this was an object at rest tends to stay at rest. And so they pulled those pieces of paper out and the blocks stay standing. We had a Newton's cradle. We talked about the laws that apply in nature and how God's laws apply. They always apply. Whether we, now we don't have to follow them. You could jump out a window, but gravity's still going to affect you. You know, same with God's laws. So um, that, this was a discussion of the Holy Spirit, which love. Um, but so we use, we talked about the Holy Spirit and they, the wind. You can't see it, but you see the effects. And they took a blow dryer and it's pretty amazing. You want, might want to try this at home. <laughs> you can take a ping pong ball and you can turn that blow dryer and that ping pong ball will continue to float what, I mean, that was still floating. You can turn it. It was really cool. So we'll just do, you can't imagine the fun things. It is really fun. So um, Marion is going to follow with her science um, room. Stuff. Okay, so this is my science room. And um, what I wanted to kind of show you, if you'll kind of take a look at these pictures and then the pictures up there. Again, when you're talking about um, kind of getting your, your volunteers and your people on board, I had people that came to me, some of our friends, and it was a couple, he's a scientist and she is about the most left brain person you can imagine. So these are actual pictures from his science lab that he took, these are our blood cells, uh, a bone that's been broken, and they, he, he blew them up and then she had some sort of a program and she wrote on them and then she got them uh, printed for me and then donated them. Same thing for up there. I mean, they so much believed in what we were doing that they wanted to contribute with their gifts. And so they did. So that's just kind of what our science room looks like. Um, and so the next picture, oh, that's right. So we are doing, um, like I said, early Moses. So there's several experiments usually that you can usually do in um, that time frame that you have. The first one is going to be next. I'm actually going to end on that one. But this was one of the ones where you have a vegetable oil and you have water and you put in a few drops of um, of red food coloring and you talk about the fact that those are nothing special necessarily and then you put an Alka-Seltzer tablet in there and it starts to bubble it's kind of like a lava lamp mm -hmm. and so you talk about the fact that there was nothing special about the burning bush it was God and you couldn't see God but he was there and so it sits there and it bubbles up and they sit there and they watch and, and Tim's actually taught in there when they've done this and so they sit there and they watch it the whole time but it's holy ground that when they walked up there was nothing special about that bush but they were walking on holy ground Okay, the next one is going to be an actual video um, of lighting something on fire. So, um, I'm going to talk while you watch the first part, because the first part, I actually put this song with it, if you can hear it. That guy's great. <laughs> I'm going to let you listen to it just for a second. 
So we do memory verse songs too. We do scripture songs. Um, I don't have an awesome carry on staff or at volunteering. So I have some resources and we're going to talk about that at the end. This is actually Jumpstart 3. They have great songs and those are what I, that's what I have used. And so we use these and we have lotions with the kids. We teach those to them so they can remember them. Um, so I put that on here so you can see it's a felt bush. And so they take it and then you can um, dip it in water and um, alcohol and then you burn it up and the bush doesn't burn up because it's burning off the alcohol. So, if I mean, they are just, this is the second time they've done it because they're like, do it again, do it again. <laughs> so they sit there and they do and they're kind of watching and they're commenting and they're trying to figure out what in the world is going on. Like, how is that not burning up? So, um, in just a second, the song will kind of go down, die down, and then you'll hear um, him kind of start to talk about it and hear their responses. Actually, she doesn't write it. It's the Holy Spirit writes them. 
he's going to be on her album yes. cover. I'm just saying. Um, because I will literally text her on Saturday night, and she doesn't have a song, and then she has one on Sunday morning. But So this is the song. We're going to kind of, she's going to teach you the song um, for this. Oh, well, it was up there, and I didn't see it. Um, this is the song for our um, resurrection. resurrection lesson set. So they were learning um, to go into all the world and make disciples songs. So this is the song with Carrie. Yes. So I told just briefly yesterday, you know, just like Wendy was saying, I mean, what better thing can we be putting on our children's hearts and really on our own hearts as well than God's word? And through music, you know, it just reinforces so much more when you learn. I laugh. Wes, my husband, will sing these ridiculous songs from like a program he did in second grade and I'm like how do you still know that how do you still remember that but songs will stay in our head and so I just believe that when we give these kids God's word in the form of a song and there are lots of resources so I'm ex I'm so excited to be doing this and sharing this with you but I'm definitely not the only person um, who does that? I mentioned Steve Green yesterday, and I know you're going to share a few people. And there's a guy in Austin who's awesome, Slugs and Bugs. Mm -hmm. He does. He's great. And so I'm doing just kind of a similar type of thing, taking God's Word and putting it to music. And so I got email addresses and names of people yesterday. If I didn't get that from you, I'd love to share this. I I um, recorded this CD, but my friend that's producing it for me wasn't quite finished, so I don't have it here with me, but I'm hoping to have it on Spotify and some places where y'all can access it easily. So get me your information, I'll share it with you when hopefully very quickly it's done. But this song's been so fun, I didn't actually, this is one of our re most recent songs, and so I don't ha actually have a background recorded for it yet, but um, the kids, we've just had a lot of fun singing this um, energetic song. So I want to, again, today, yesterday I taught everybody the World Changers, our theme song. But this is one of the actual scripture songs from uh, Matthew, Go and Make Disciples of All Nations. So sit up real tall for me again. We're going to sing, and I need you guys to sing with me again, just like yesterday. Lots of energy in your voice. It takes your body to sing out. out. Get the wiggles out. <laughs> okay, so here's how this one goes. We'll start with the chorus. Uh, actually... Yeah, let's start with the chorus. It goes, go, 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 go and make disciples. Baptize them by the Father, Son, and Spirit. Go, 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 go and make disciples. Go so all the world can hear it. And so then it just does that again. We repeat that again, and then at the end, you just sing, go. So that's real easy. Let's do the whole chorus. Here we go. One, two, ready, sing. Go, 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 go and make disciples. Baptized by the Father, Son, and Spirit. Go, 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 go and make disciples. Go, so all do it again. Hear it. Go, 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 go and make disciples. Baptized by the Father, Son, and Spirit. Go, 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 go and make disciples. Go, so all the world can hear it. Go. So the way that little tricky. Baptize them by the Father. It's kind of fast. Baptize them by the Father, Son, and Spirit. Okay, and so here's the verse. It goes like this. Jesus said, all authority has been given unto me. So go and make disciples and set the captives free. And the melody's the same, the next two lines. So let's try those first two. Jesus said, ready, and sing with me. Jesus said, all authority has been given unto me. So go and make disciples and set the captives free. And teach them to obey my words and everything I did. And we're going to go up here. And surely I am with you all until the very with me. Let's do the verse one more time, then we'll go back and sing the chorus again. You guys are doing so great. Thank you for hearing, hearing me. It makes my heart happy. <laughs> okay. Jesus said, all authority has been given unto me. So go and make disciples and set the captives free and teach them to obey my words and everything I did. And surely I am with you all until the very end. Go, 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 go and make disciples, baptized by the Father, Son, and Spirit. Go, 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 go 
strong is our little three-year-old, which he's a real talker, but even him, he's going around this month singing this song with us all the time. So my seven-year-old sing it, we all end up singing it. And so it's just so sweet to hear their little voices sing the song. And even one of my girlfriends sent me one day, she's a homeschool, she homeschools her kids, and she sent me her daughter. She had her do this as their memory verse for the, for the month or for the week. And so she was singing it for, and oh, it just makes my heart so happy when, you know, I hear, hear these little people using these songs and really hiding God's word deep in their heart. It's so good. Yeah. Thank you, Carrie. Yes. Um, yeah, I think I told y'all earlier, when uh, I was, because I talk to the kids every Sunday, and sometimes it'll be about, like, I've had moms come to me and say, oh, my child's struggling with this. So I'm like, oh, I, I got a sermon for that. <laughs> so I get an opportunity. I mean, it's so cool to have parents communicating and knowing that, those kids are listening up there, and we can be a resource for parents to drive home some truths that are, you know, that they're struggling with. So, um, but this song, one day I was like, you know, you're going to remember these songs when you're 54 like me, and and I was like, you know, someday you're going to be like, what am I supposed to do with my life? Oh, yeah, go, go, go. That's it. That's what your life is about. Go make disciples. You know, and I said, that's why I'm here, and someday you'll be up here. So we, I'm, I'm constantly, you know, preaching out. Okay, these are a few, like, random slides that we just kind of threw in for some background stuff, and then we're going to open it up to questions. But this is very messy, and I'm so sorry for that. I should have cleaned it up before I took a picture. But this is how I, I buy things for each lesson set each month, and then I make a tub. So I have all the stuff. And I'm not through a whole four-year scope and sequence yet. I'm in almost to year three. I'm almost to year four. So I just make a tub every month. And the, the beautiful thing about this is, like right now I told you I do three months in the Old Testament, three months in the New. You could rearrange these tubs in any order you wanted. You, so you kind of also see, like, I have a creation, Abraham, Noah, and Babel, young Jesus. You can also pick and choose, like, oh, you know, I, I really want to spend more time. Like we did, um, I think we did three lesson sets on miracles and you can mm -hmm. see my two parables because there's so much there's mm -hmm. so much to teach and that's the beautiful thing too you can be like you know what I think this parable I want to pull that one out and highlight it it's hard that's yeah, the biggest challenge if there is a challenge it's knowing oh Lord Jesus tell me what you want them to know what is the critical part that they need because I don't know that you probably don't either so pray a lot about that um, but this is a fun thing because then the beautiful piece of this curriculum is I'm not paying for curriculum, but I am buying things along. So in four years, when I've gone through it, I've already got stuff. I should not be spending as much, which is another thing. I just want to be a good steward of what we're doing, you know, so that we're not just throwing money out the window because we've done that, and I don't want to do that anymore. So this is just to let you know um, the storage, and I think you do kind of similar. Mine's almost exactly the same. Um, so that is something you need to think about. Storage is something that you will need to consider and I know usually in a church that that is a premium um, and it is especially in our church where we're located and so I have a room and I have claimed it and I have it stacked to the ceiling and I have it organized and everything is in there but it is tiny so um, do think about storage because you will be collecting things and like she said I collect things I would rather be purchasing something that I know that we can reuse and we can come back to than a curriculum that you know we use it for that one Sunday and then we're not really going to come back to that so we do spend some money but it is something that we're going to be able to re reuse and recycle back around the next time we go through Okay, these are really um, just a few little random things about what we do outside of children's curriculum. And this is something that I highly recommend, but I, I literally need another person. <laughs> so if you know of anybody. Um, <laughs> these events, we do four events a year. <laughs> yeah, I'm not even kidding. Four events a year. We do, this is our mother-daughter cookies and canvas. We paint a picture. Um, I or someone else teaches them the picture, and then they paint it together. And it is hugely popular. People love it. It's a great opportunity to have people in our church. It's a great opportunity for our members to invite people to something that's not church, you know, but it's a great chance for them to get to know some people from church or they want to introduce them, but this is a really easy thing. We also, we live in Midland, Texas. There's not a lot to do, so this might not work if you live in New York City or whatever or, you know, California where it's beautiful, um, but there's not a lot for you to do with your kids, so it really meets a niche in our town because people want to spend time with their kids and so we've really tailored these events to be 
where you sit with your child and spend some one-on-one -on -one time doing something together. Because sometimes that's hard to come by in the real world. So we do this, we do, um, we just did our mother's son, which that's maybe my most challenging one, but we had an amazing one this time. And I'm always trying to rethink it and what could I do better, but we did, Michael taught him to make airplanes, paper airplanes, and they painted a model, they built a, a model airplane together, a wooden, and painted it. And it was a resounding hit because they made these amazing gliders and it chaos broke out and it was great. Um, then in the fall, I do a father's son and I've gone back and forth between sporting things and we do a hike around a, we don't have a lot of nature in Midland, Texas, <laughs> the but the tiny place we do have, we have hikes Our around. Um, and then the other hugely popular, and I think it's the girls are the element that make things super popular. The girls just insist on having, but we do a massive um, daddy-daughter dance. And it is so the sweetest thing. Y'all are probably all doing that. If you're not, I highly rec recommend it because that daddy-daughter relationship as are all the parent-child relationships, but it's just a pretty sweet situation. Okay. Um. Okay, so we do on Wednesday night, we do a program called Awana, and I don't know if you're familiar with it. Can you raise your hand? Okay, so um, in where we are, we have a lot, I mean, there's a church on every corner, so there's tons and tons of options, but not a lot of churches have a Wednesday night program, and so we do Awana, and it is actually, we have as many kids that come on Wednesday as that come on Sunday, but it's a completely different crowd, because we have a lot of kids that either, they have a church they go to on Sunday, but maybe their church doesn't do a Wednesday night offering, or their parents did Awana, and they really want their kids to do it, so Awana, if you're not familiar with it, the best way for me to describe it if you're just completely have no idea what it is um, I usually try and describe it like this it's kind of like the Boy Scouts meets the Bible because they come in and it's scripture memory but it's meant to be a tool for a family in their tool belt to be able to have time where they are able to have a time to sit down with their child do a devotional it has a little devotional it has a scripture that goes along with that and it's of course tailored for different age groups and so they have something they can do as a family that child comes in with that scripture that they have learned and then they can recite that to one of our volunteers so this is just one of our groups that's just one particular age group up there um, and then this is what kind of happens during one piece of the evening where they're kind of trying to say their, their um, scriptures and then they get uh, rewarded for that if they have, they have these vests and shirts and different things that they wear and we have a lot of people from the community we have kids that are and families that don't go to church anywhere on Sunday and they come on Wednesday. So it's really, really, it's one of our tools that we have used for outreach because it is widely known in the community and sometimes the nighttime events are better for certain, um, you know, for wherever you are in your community. Um, and so we just had our big award show which happens in the end, we celebrate all of their hard work. So we sing these songs, some of the ones that I was uh, playing for you earlier we have, we play those at, um, on Wednesday nights as well. And this is some of their pictures of them worshiping. And I get done and I think, that's what it's all about. That's what it's all about. Those pictures, I mean, that is pure worship. And they are 100% into that. Um, so this is, that's just a, a, a kind of an option of what you can do with your church. There's lots of different things that you can do. It doesn't have to be necessarily the rotation model on a Wednesday night. Okay, so this is just one other thing that Carrie is, a, I mean, dig around in your church. Start digging because who knew Carrie could write memory verse songs. I mean, she didn't have a t-shirt that said, I write memory verse songs. You know, it just, just start digging because that's the other thing this and it brings out those people like, oh, a science person, you know, you like science, I can use you, you know, you've kind of got these niche places, but those people are in your church. I promise you they are. They might even be the last person you would think of, but they're there and they want to serve. So, um, and Carrie has written, every year we write a Christmas song and then we have a children's uh, Christmas pageant where they retell the story of Jesus, you know, Jesus' birth, which is just huh, the sweetest thing ever. Um, and it is just amazing. And so one of the songs that we were playing at the beginning was one of the songs she's written for that. But, um, and Carrie is going to teach us one of our other songs. Yeah. What do y'all think on time? Yeah, we're good. We'll go ahead and okay? do this and then we'll be, we're, we're ready for questions. Oh, okay. You want to do it quickly? Yeah, let's just do, on this one, why don't we just learn the verse and the chorus and then I added a second verse. We didn't even actually teach the second verse, but came back in and added that later. <laughs> 
It's a little, little treat for everybody. Um, so this was from our crucifixion lesson. So this was the one we did before the go, go, go for the resurrection lesson. Um, and man, I just love this whole passage. I'm not even sure what part Wendy had told, but I started reading back and I was like, we've got to tell this whole story of Jesus in the garden. And so, um, yeah, we loved how this one um, turned out. Um, I'm just going to sing through a little bit of the beginning of it, and then I'm going to have you guys sing along with me. It goes like this. Jesus took his disciples to the place Gethsemane. He said to them, stay here and keep watch for me. His heart was filled with sorrow and overwhelming grief. He fell to the ground just to plead with sweat pouring down and on his knees. He said, take this cup from me, this cup of suffering. So let's go back to the top, and I know that was kind of a lot. Let's see if we can kind of sing through a little bit of that together. Jesus took his disciples. Jesus took his disciples to the place Gethsemane. He said to them, stay here and keep watch for me. His heart was filled with sorrow and overwhelming grief. He fell to the ground just to plead with sweat and on his knees he said take this cup from me this cup of suffering and then let's do this for time's sake can we play it let's sing along with the recording i want you guys to hear with the recording it's really sweet and then we'll just kind of add the chorus and you guys can kind of listen and sing along as you pick up the tunes <clears throat> I really love the, how the words came together on this. So just this melody we just learned. Jesus took his disciples to the place in Gethsemane. He said to them, stay here and keep watch for me. His heart was filled with sorrow and overwhelming grief. He fell to the ground just to bleed. With sweat pouring say to him like oh my goodness constantly like we have to pour out ourselves like this with our children with so many life things that happen to us let not what I want but what you want be done and that's what our God in through his son said uh, in the garden so yeah such a sweet one definitely yes. one of the ones where I cry <laughs> we <laughs> all hear cry, those sweet, sweet little baby so children sweet. saying yeah. not what I want but what you want be done and oh it, it's that's just good. Most most of the time, but this one really did. It was a really moving thing. Okay, that is all of our presentation. So we have given you. If you've been here both days, you're probably like, oh, too much, too much. Stop talking. talking. Yeah. Um, and we really struggled with how to present it and make it understandable. I know there was a question at the very beginning about. Okay, I'm not sure I understand. Um, you know how this rotation thing. Yes, I have a, you and I both, we have a large group room. Not necessary. Don't have to have that. Totally, that's the beautiful thing about all this. It can be reassigned and readjusted. You don't have to have a large group space. You can have classrooms. All you got to do is be able to direct them to which classroom. Um, because I have four classrooms, my 
art teacher teaches that same art lesson with a little tweaks because one week she's got first graders <coughs> and one week she's got fourth. So a little educational difference there, but my teachers kind of over time have figured that, okay, yeah, the, it's going to be a little simpler mm -hmm. for first. It's going to be a little more meaty for fourth. So, but they're teaching that exact same lesson. And I can tell you as one of the teachers, that fourth group, whoever's fourth in my room, they are getting the Sermon on the Mount. I mean, they're getting like, I got this. You know, that first group, I'm like, guinea pigs, not sure how it's going to go. Because you're kind of, you know, we're writing this. We're making it up. It, 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 there's days where I'm like, I'll have a teacher go, that didn't work. I'm like, okay, thank you. I need to know that. And we have to tweak along. And that's okay because it makes us a team. I'm constantly telling y'all, keep telling me, tell me what's not working. Um, but so that's another beautiful thing because as a teacher teaching the same thing four times, you get good at it. You learn from it too. I mean, that Emmaus lesson, I learned things about that just from having to teach it four times. That it was amazing. So, so if you're getting that feel, so like first Sunday, I might have first graders, second Sunday, you know, second graders, third Sunday, third grade, you know, and they just rotate. And our schedule is the same. So my kids kind of know, okay, first graders always start in the museum room with a new lesson set. They move to the art room. So we kind of have a, a, a normal schedule. Um, but anyway. Just want to throw that out to clarify a little bit. Yes. Okay, so how many classes did they go for Sunday? They're only in art one for the whole for that 15 Sunday. minutes. For that one Sunday. Yes. Mm -hmm. Okay. And yes. then, so what do you do on the fifth Sunday? <laughs> okay, so. It's like a killer. Yeah. Marion has. <laughs> so mine is actually set up a, a little bit differently. So I actually have six classrooms. And I have um, where, that, so they just kind of keep going. So it doesn't really affect them. And the same thing with Sunday. Yeah. I don't have a fifth Sunday. Okay. It's just four, it's four and then we just keep going. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it doesn't matter how it falls, it just falls. Yeah, so the new lesson sets aren't always at the very beginning. Yes, it would be nice if they were, yeah. but they're not. And okay. that's okay. Right. Is there a place where we can see that introductory video? The very first thing you show that kind of shows the concept. I think we can share a Vimeo link on that. I yes. think we do have it on Vimeo. But we don't really have it tossed out there public, but we can share it. So yeah. We could probably get a link to you guys. So you have an email we can Yes, and that's what we were going to. So what the way we want to communicate with y'all is we want you to communicate with us. And you can write down our email addresses. We both have our cards up here. Everything we've shared with you, I have three years of written curriculum with a four-year scope and sequence in sight, I will give you everything I have. All eight lessons, it's yours, free. <laughs> Enjoy. And you will be able to take it and say, I don't like that, that doesn't work for me, I need more, I need less. Tweak it however you want. There is no copywriting. There's, I have in mind, I have cited different sources. If I've pulled from somewhere, you, it will be on there. But that's why we could never sell this. There's way too much you know, pulling off everything there is in the world, which makes it really great too, but you can't sell it. So, so, and the way mine's stored and yours too, we're both in Google Drive. Oh, mine's not, but yours is, it's, it's drive a drive-on. Drive-on. Mm -hmm. And mine's actually in a Dropbox as well at church, but um, I'll sh email it to you. We'll, we can figure all that out, but my email address is Wendy, W-E-N-D-Y, at gcrcc.org. G-C-R-C-C, Golf Course Road Church of Christ, gcrcc.org. Wendy, W-E-N-D-Y, at gcrcc.org. And you just email me and say, hey, I was in your class, I want curriculum, <laughs> and we will make it happen. So yes, and it's a lot, I'm gonna go ahead and tell you, yeah, my computer's close to crashing, um, and I've had to buy more storage. Um, if you can store it offline, that's great. But just be prepared. You need a place to put it because it's a lot. There's just a lot in there. Yeah. Uh, mine is Marion M A R I A N at, and it's going to be all spelled out. Fourth F O U R T H Avenue, all spelled out. Dot Church. So it's Marion M A R I A N at 4th Avenue dot church. And so mine, the, I've, I'm actually going back through it. So I've already done six years. And so my original set was a six year scope and sequence and I've actually just restarted it. But just to tell you how flexible and moldable it is, we did some changes to our church with, um, we kind of started a new fifth and sixth grade program. 
and so I lost my fifth grader, so I made it a five-year scope and sequence. So I just squished some of the lessons together, and it's fine because you can do that. And I will say that my early lessons, I'm actually going back and rewriting because I think, what was I thinking? Yeah. <laughs> so when you look at those, and, and I know we've both lamented the fact that, you know, when you first start this, you, you're really just kind of figuring things out and you learn things as you go. And so we have actually learned a lot of, uh, or, or kind of made a, a list of a lot of different good resources, books, uh, websites, different curriculum places that you can go to. Some that are, you know, you do have to pay a little bit, some that are free. And so we're going to, if you give me your, if you email me, I can email that to you. We are going to, um, I have my list, I'm going to have Addie, um, uh, Wendy add to that. If you guys have good resources that you want me to, to put on there, I'll add that. So I wanted to kind of wait until I had everyone to weigh in because you might know something that I haven't heard of. And I wanted to add that on there and I will email that all to you. But it's some really good stuff. It's this, kind of the cream of the crop of what's out there so that you can kind of go out there. And that was part of when we first started, I didn't even know where to get started on what was good. Like where would, where would be a good place to go for science lessons? Where would be a good place to get a jump start for this or that? And then you've got our lesson sets. Yeah. So you guys are like way ahead, of the way, game. Ahead of the game. <laughs> way ahead way yeah, ahead that's exactly right so we have and she'll write something or I'll write something and we'll discuss and then I know what's going to happen because I haven't looked at my early lesson sets in three years and I know I can already remember enough to go oh I'm gonna have to go back and retry those on that but you just start learning and you learn for your church and your group of kids what works you'll figure it out and it is it's really a fun process I mean I'm telling you we've had a ball I mean there is not there's not a day that I feel, yes, I'm tired. <laughs> yes, it's work, but it is worth it. I have never once thought, why am I doing this? No, I know, and you do too. Yeah. I mean, we're, we can talk to each other on the phone and we can practically lift off the ground. We get so excited <laughs> sharing things about what happened and you know, what did this kid say and how did that experiment go? And it just, it's just yeah. fun. Your, your teachers will love it too. So you, you said you have first through fourth. What's everybody else doing? We, yeah. Well, mine is uh, originally was K through fifth, and it's now K through fourth. Um, and so it's it's you just I have maybe some tweaks in some of the lessons. Like this would be what you would do for the younger guys. This is what you would do for the older guys. But typically, if you've got a teacher that's in there, they can kind of they just adapt. You go a little bit deeper. You spend some more time. You let them ask some some more questions, and you move a little bit faster when you've got the little guys. So most of the lessons can be easily adapted for whatever age that you've got in there, and, or if you've got mixed ages, because some churches will need to combine like K and first, second, third, fourth. And she has an assistant who's amazing who is writing a similar rotation lesson set for their preschool. And it's very similar. And so, it's shareable. Not yet, but it will okay. be. We're, we're trying to figure out the best way of how she can put that on somewhat, you know, because drive on, it takes a while to get it all on there. So I was trying to figure out a quick way to get that to you. So we're still working on that. But they do rotation, but they do it all on one Sunday. So they have, again, we have them for about two hours. So they have a children's worship time and then they rotate through similar but a little bit different there might be a um, you know craft and snack and uh, activity and so different things that they do but it's all in one Sunday and they do one story everybody does that one story and they do all of the classrooms and we do something so, similar on Sunday so you you combine your Bible class with your children's church so when the way that ours is we actually have church first and they come downstairs, and once once they're dropped off, they're down there for the whole the whole morning. And so we have children. I have children's church. She has children's church for the younger guys. And then I just keep them, and then I dismiss them into their grades. And so then they go into their age appropriate. That by, we do it by grade. And so they go into their room, depending. And I tell them which room they're going to go into. Yeah. And make, we don't. We have. Your question? You have children's worship up through. Uh, we have it through third. Through third grade, and we have children's worship only up through kindergarten. So it's a totally different. Entity, it doesn't totally, totally different curriculum yes. with yes. preschool, yes, uh, and for children's worship. And, and she food. has her children's worship, so sometimes I pull lessons since I don't have a children's worship, I'll pull some of her okay. children's worship lessons into maybe my soul room. My um, children's worship lessons always complement, they're on the same story because I have some kids that only come to children's worship, so I don't mm -hmm. want them to miss out on what we're doing in the rooms. So we will um, either do a different aspect of the story or do uh, something a little bit deeper or we just we will do something different than what's in the classrooms but we still stay on target with what we're doing in our classrooms it's all connected yeah and we are working I looking to hire someone because we want to revamp I feel like our our preschool is good and we're doing some of that same thing where they're rotating through some classrooms but I 
that's my next that's my next thing I want to get this finished and then we I need to do the exact same focus intense effort for that because once you do it one place you really then it makes everything else look kind of dry <laughs> you're like you know wait I had to bring all the stuff up to the same level so just practically, okay, what maybe this looks like on Sunday morning from, do your teachers, I saw those bins, do your teachers, they come in and get the bins, no. or can you just kind of walk through That's a good question. That is a good question. Mm -hmm. uh, and so what the teachers have ahead of time and what yes. they have. Mm -hmm. Well, I'll tell you from mine, and then mm -hmm. I think we're pretty similar. Mm -hmm. um, I write a lesson and then purchase whatever's needed. Like right now, we're doing Saul. We just came out of the resurrection and we went back to the Old Testament. We're at King Saul. So the kids in the art room are making bow and arrows out of PVC pipe, which Michael's not really thrilled about it, but they love it. Um, so there's a, some prep for that. Like I have a guy that does, like that's another person you need to find is your woodworking, mm -hmm. you know, little guy that can do that kind of stuff. He's in your church, I promise you. Mm -hmm. You just gotta find him. Um, so I had somebody do that pre-done. So I... My, my classrooms, at the end of a lesson set, I go in and clean everything up, put it in a tub, store it for next time, and set up all those classrooms for my teachers. Sometimes it's very simple setup. Sometimes there's not a lot. Sometimes, like bow and arrows, there's a lot. Mm -hmm. But it's in there. And then I email my teachers a lesson. I also, and this is up here too, I send this out to my parents each month, letting them know, here's what your kid's going to be learning. We're going to be in this, this part of the Bible. Here is exactly what they're doing in each room. Here's their memory verse. If there's an upcoming family event, here's when that is. Please register, blah, blah, blah. So I'm trying to communicate monthly with my parents. Um, but mine is set up for my teacher. If you're a teacher at my church, easy. Yeah. you got a good life. <laughs> but, it, but it also makes it really easy for me. Like, I kind of am, I just have a process. I just know. I go in. I clean it up. I keep up with my stuff. I'm Nobody's spending. I know how much we're spending. I'm keeping up with my budget. You know, it's a little easier. But I'm asking a lot of my teachers because I'm asking them to teach well. Teach mm -hmm. well. I don't. I need you to be digging into the word yourself. I'm mm -hmm. asking a lot of. I want them engaged and excited because you know you took math in school with a boring math teacher, and you hated math. But you went to history and. He was on fire, and now you love history, so it's important. Mm -hmm. What about that teacher that's great that they just say, I just can't see young people? Mm -hmm. You know, but it's like fourth grade to first grade is not that good. Mm -hmm. What do you think? I think someone that wants to specialize. Like, if they have a great lesson and it's fun and it's exciting, it may they may maybe they can get past the fact okay. that they've got some little guys in there. Because um, I do have some that um, mm -hmm. are really kind of naturally kind of gravitate towards the older guys. Mm -hmm. But because they they don't they love what they're doing and they're teaching, it's not as much of an issue. Yeah. So, um, yeah, yeah. I think it's worth bringing up at least for you also how you have somebody goes with the kids every single yes. time. Yes, yes, and I do. you do too. Mm -hmm. We call ours guides small group leaders. Yeah. For so, ours. and the way ours is set up when the parents drop off and we have an early and a late service. So my kids that go to early service can be in class twenty minutes before yeah. time. Just saying. So I usually have an activity on a table, and I try to get my adults there. And there's an adult for each grade. So they're sitting, and what they're doing with those kids is interacting. They're kind of the connector person. Because sometimes my teachers, the piece that was the, like, oh, wait a minute, I want those teachers want to connect with those kids. That actually is still happening. My nice. teachers know the kids. There's great once connection. Several times. Yes, once they the start going teachers. through, they know. And my teachers stay the same, and that is the dream. Yeah. That is a dream. But you can ask for it. Don't be afraid to ask for commitment. Mm -hmm. And once they get in there and they're like, oh, this is not, this is actually really fun. And I'm being fed as well. That's what ends up happening. They're being fed because it's not, it's deep. Y'all, I'm teaching them about the Holy Spirit. Yes. It's deep. Some of the adults don't even know. Mm -hmm. You know, so they're having to study up and be like, wow, didn't even know the Holy Spirit did that. You know, so mm -hmm. it's not just a one-way street. It is a two-way street. So, um, yeah, thanks for bringing this. Okay. Oh, oh, questions? Oh, who was next? I don't know. I was just wondering if you had talked to um, any churches that are doing this that don't have thousands of people that go to a church and mm -hmm. a paid education person. I mean, so is there a um, paid, like a children's minister, or is it all volunteer? It is all volunteer. All volunteer. Yeah, okay. we're 150 member church in okay. Oregon. There's no way we're paying, that we can even afford to right. pay for an education. 
do believe, okay, because I was that volunteer yeah. for a long time. I, I've always been involved at church deeply, like paint the walls. What do you need? I'm doing it, you know. Mm-hmm. So I, now it would need to be a committed volunteer, and we'd ha- you might need to, I might need to get on the phone with them and sell them that this is amazing and these kids can be grounded. And you may even like, okay, this Sunday, all together, we're going to do one lesson. We're going to do just the art room this Sunday. Next Sunday, we'll do the science room all together, you know. It can mm-hmm. be totally simplified. You can throw a lot out. You could, I mean, the, the curriculum itself, you'll have it. Your teacher or whoever is going to be the head volunteer could pick and choose and tweak. But if you could get a little bit of money to buy a few things to help it along, that would be great. Yeah, yeah the budget, I mean, if we're paying for curriculum now. Right, I mean, right. It's, not, it, it's more of the, the volunteers. leadership yeah. and the you know, if you had heard of a place where. I, I so, feel so. Well, do you? Tesco was. Oh, that's a per- thank you, thank you. So where I began with it was 2000. Yeah, Michael, you're on it. Um, in 2004, the elders at our church we didn't have a paid minister either, and they said, "Would you please, some moms, make this happen?" And we sat down and kind of did this. And one of my friends, since 2004, is still doing it as a volunteer, 100% as a volunteer. They do not pay her, which she is the most. I'm at, okay, yeah. okay. One other question. One other I just had a question. Um, do you have, so there's no quarter system. It's just is constantly going. It's just constant. And then also, like, do you have a lot of special needs children? Yes. Yes. Come and talk to me. Come and talk to me. We both do. Um, And I was going to say, I did have a church that said, you know what, we're not really sure if we can can do this, but I want to try it in the summer. So they were going to take the summer, and they were going to, and so if you're just kind of like, I'm not really sure how this is going to go, try it for a summer. There's cards and some copies and a a copy of a lesson set you're welcome to look at. Just feel free to take what you want. Thank Thank you guys so much. Thank you.